Y'all ready for this? This is the Jennifer Tebow Radio Channel, brought to you by the Tebow Company. Bringing sports gumbo to the interactive podcast radio world, we are a collective of sports shows, hosts, and topics that feed your sports appetite. It's time to turn your sound up and bring your sports opinions to the table. Now let's get in and win this. Hello, hello, hello. This is Jennifer, Dr. J. Tebow. And can I get some applause for myself? (laughs) Yes, it's just so nice to, I can just have applause come to myself. But this is an exciting time because this is the launch of our show, Too Much Sense. Now, okay, you guys know who I am. Been doing this forever. So it's not about me. It's right now, it's about my co-host, this is like the the man extraordinaire, the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Preston Rich. Dr. Preston Rich, how are you? Oh, hey, hey, I'm doing well. How are you? All right. Well, okay. Well, I got to give you a proper. Hold on. Let me let me say it again. The man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Preston. Rich. You have to get the applause, right? Like you deserve it, Doctor Preston Rich. Doctor Rich. Hey, it's how a pleasure are you? to be here. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be doing doing work with my good friend. Uh, we've been friends for years, and this is uh, this is great that we actually have to uh, sync our schedules to get this done. So uh, that's it. Well, great. you know, the show is called Too Much Sense, and we've had a lot of those Too Much Sense conversations through the years. So it only makes sense. <laughs> play on words it only makes sense that we do this it just only makes sense just so when people say well how long have they known each other well it kind of depends how you look at it and you're gonna laugh when I say this but we've known each other long enough that he knew me when I could sit on a bar stool and swing my legs except for the fact that I was an adult This is true. This is true. So it's you know we haven't known each other since we were children, but it is like that because you are a brother from another mother. So I just I am glad, brother, that you are on this show so we can talk about sports connected topics, but with our brand of sense. So that's kind of the important thing. But before I move forward, because this is a live show, okay? We are all the way live. So if you want to dial into the show, this is too much sense. Please feel free to dial in at 917-889-8496. This is too much sense as a part of the Jennifer Tebow radio channel. All right. So lots of things happening in the sports world connected to what you and I want to talk about, like that conversation that most people don't get a chance to hear. The first thing up is Zion Williamson. <laughs> Did you think he was going to stay? No, I had no doubt in my mind that he was going to leave um... He, uh, especially after he got, uh, he hurt his knee when the shoe and the shoe incident, when the shoe popped, I knew mm-hmm. then that he would probably not come back to, uh, to risk it. Uh, then when the shoe popped, I realized, you know, Nike is probably going <laughs> to make him his own shoe and probably say, Hey, well, you know, you wait a year, you get your own shoe. And I think they were going to use that as a launching pad to get him when he actually determined that he was going to go pro. So I think everybody knew he was going pro. It's just, I think uh, Coach Krzyzewski wanted to try to keep him, but you got to do what you got to do because, you know, they don't get paid. So That's, that's right. They don't get paid, or do they? <laughs> well, that's another conversation. That's a different topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, and the just... scary part is his name is that, truthfully, right, his name is wrapped into the latest, um, scandal connected to college and sports. Um, it's not the college placement scandal that we're going to talk about a little bit later, but it is this um, is this curious case with Michael Avenatti, um, where he's been charged with potential extortion uh, for Nike, but he claims and has produced receipts of information that you know athletes over well over 100 athletes have been bribed uh, through kind of a system, as he allegedly says, a deception. Um, And he's coming after Nike, which I think is bold as I'll get out. But Zion's actually smack in the middle of that. And I was like, oh, wow. 
So for several reasons, I actually said if for some reason, and I, I have no insight into that, okay? I have no information. I know people say, well, I know a lot of people. I do, but I have no insight into this. But if he, if he were to allegedly be a part of this, he would be done with the NCAA. You know, that's just a fact. He couldn't come back. Um, so he would need to turn pro, whether it was in the NBA or overseas. Um, so this was just kind of a natural path for him. Yeah, I, should, I mean, should I think he continue on to college. Like, should he continue <clears throat> going to classes some way somehow? Yeah, I think he should do that. I think he should do what maybe you know Barry Sanders did when he was playing football. He uh, actually took night classes. I mean. Um, a lot of the things these athletes, I've never been a college athlete. I was in the United States military at the time, but uh, the college athletes that I know and I talk to, uh, their whole thing is, hey, uh, you know, yeah, you are going, they are going to get a degree, but the degree gets watered down when they talk about, when you talk about paying a 19-year-old $30 million a year to go and play the game that they love, what what else are they going to do, you know? KD what? did it. What and, would you uh, do if it's if it was your child? You tell him go get the money. <laughs> I tell him to take the money. Well, I would yours. have some constraints. Well, you know, quite frankly, little P will probably be in that situation for baseball. I mean, for basketball and football. So Shout I'm going to tell him to take, P. yeah, little P to take the money, <laughs> and uh, with the with the caveat that he promises his dad that he's going to go and get his degree. So. Now, that would be the okay. only way that I would do that. Just just to level set everyone, because you know I I know a lot of information about you, obviously. So you are the parent of a child in elementary. <laughs> I'm the parent of a child who's about to be a senior in high school. Now the the interesting part is I hear what you're saying, Doctor Rich. However, they're an adult at that stage, so I love how you say, "Well, with stipulations," but they're an adult. Don't you know these darn kids start flipping the script and, and actually playing like adults when they become one? So while you may want your child to do those things, what if he doesn't want to? What happens then? Well, my brand of parenting is a little different than most people. Lil P is <laughs> going to have to get his degree. <laughs> I got you. It's just not the way that you all roll. No, it's just uh, set set up in stone. I mean, you know, I, I want him to. I, I I always tell him we can't afford to be less educated. And when we try to do things like that, I mean, yeah, money is great. He wants to be rich. We've talked about it, but he knows he has to go to school and get his education. Now, if he goes to school, you know, goes to play ball and he does it at night or correspondence. And, you know, back in the day when, when, before, when, when we were both in the associate's degree level, we didn't have what we have now is online classes or, mm-hmm. you know, on-site classes or tutors or hey you know what his father is a professor so quite frankly his father could teach him a lot of the business courses and then he can you know he can get the uh ger's some other way so right now i would say college isn't for everybody um college is not for everybody at 18 to 22 some people take a bachelor's level information they can successfully completed better once they're older, right? So it's not that it's for everybody at a certain age. But I will say, I believe in my heart that there is a life expectancy, right? So there's a date for rich and famous. I think you become more of, um, I think you strip away the life expectancy when you become rich and educated. And I think those are two different things. And a lot of times we see kids that are highly talented and the goal is rich and famous versus being rich and educated. You know, Bill Gates is rich and educated. I would surely take some Bill Gates all day, every day. Not over, because see, we don't have to have either or, right? And that's the thing. We don't present to student athletes that they can have both. We present a path of this or that. And I think that's a shame. I think that's well, you know, a shame. It's, it's funny that you say that, especially about so-called institutions of higher learning. It's actually, I believe, is institutions of higher scam, scamming because they tell it. you, well, you know, they, they tell you, hey, you know, come play for us. We're going to give you an education. On the back end of that, 
They say, well, they don't, what they don't say is we're going to market you. And and this is the part right here that I think our children will have a firm understanding of because they see us doing it. Mm-hmm. Children have, sometimes they don't understand the effect of marketing and they don't kind of learn marketing until they go to what college and learn how to be, you know, go to, to study marketing and they don't understand their, their, their appeal. They don't understand the thing that they have to sell to people. I mean, when you have, you know, like, well, your child, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, when the videos and and all of the social media and the things that they do just to get the responses that they get, eventually, uh, that becomes a demand that people build a demand and, and, and all of a sudden they get paid for that. Well, that's right. For a lot of the, uh, for a lot of the, the student athletes, they don't get to do that because everybody's hustling. You know, first it's the, the high schools. I mean, I've heard stories where high schools would have, before they had a quote unquote superstar, it was free to go watch a high school game. Then the superstar came and it was $3 at the door to come see, you know, <laughs> so-and-so jump out the gym. And you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, if you and I, if the people like say something like that to you and I, we're like, okay, are we going to get part of the door or are we going to get part of the product? Which one are we, <laughs> we going to get? But children don't Correct. understand how to ask for that unless they right. have enterprising parents. So I think what it should be is something to where at least they show the children, they show the, the students, hey, here's what you can make. Here's how to market yourself. I think they have a grand opportunity to turn this into something that can help the student athlete to say, you manage your own social media and we'll do a split or you manage your, you will help you market yourself and we'll split some of the, we'll, we'll give you some of the money. The, the, the bottom line is the amount of money that they make on, we look, we just had March Madness. And there were some heavy, heavy advertisers out there who, you know, Geico and all those folks who are paying a pretty penny to get access to all of us who are watching. What did the student athletes get? Because quite frankly, if the athletes go and say, you know what, I'm not playing, I'm, I would be curious to find out the stats of the the viewer, the, the audience uh, level or the audience participation when uh, Zion Williamson was hurt. They were just doing it, it. went down, right? Viewer, yeah. So viewership yeah. goes down. Uh, yeah. but Dr. Rich, you are suggesting that they teach the players how to profit from a system that they set up the rules for kids not to profit, right? So you're suggesting kids get paid for their performance, which I agree with, but the rules have been set up so that they work, 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 and someone else, the school, NCAA, whoever it is, profits, right? Well, so many people well, think about. I, I want you to think about this. This is this is a position most people don't talk about. How many people has Zion Williamson employed, right? And no one talks about that because it sounds crazy. Except for you think about that they have increased attendance. They have increased this, which means they've had to hire more people, right, to be at the bookstores, to be for in ticket sales, to be at the door taking t- So he has single-handedly, he and the other top-notch players, I mean, they they have all, I mean, they're, all five of their players are going to submit for the draft if they have not already done it, and they're all going to go in the first round, all, all of their starters. Like, they literally plan to all group up and go to Duke. I mean, this was a plan, but they can't get paid for what they've done. And it's almost, it's disheartening because then what it says is, okay, well, we're just going to go for a year. We're just using this because the NBA says we cannot go straight from high school to college. So we're going to use this time to build up our brand, but it's for free. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, they I, literally put food on people's tables. I think they put uh, money into the university, and they're going to continue. Yeah. Do you? Because you know, come on, that Zion Williamson jersey is going to sell for years, for years. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think so. I think that he will the, be out the, of basketball, and the university will continue to make money 
off of that. Only if he has some terrible scandal will that jersey not maintain its value. I mean, come on, how many Michael Jordan jerseys continue to sell, continue to have great value? It's, right. All these things are going to continue. These people are going to continue to make money. They're going to show replays of games in which they will sell advertisements for those replays. They're going to continue. Nike, as as frustrated as they were about the shoe exploding, that's the first time we've ever seen a shoe do that. But what Nike got out of that was all kind of media because they kept talking about the Nike shoe. And everyone knows that's a fluke. That doesn't happen. So, okay. People actually probably didn't put it on the quality of the shoe. They probably put it on the force of the guy that was in it. Yeah, you know we, and that's so it didn't hurt Nike. Was, it helped them. Right. It helped them. It, it helped Nike. Right. Yeah. It, and we can and we can talk about where Nike made that shoe and talk talk about the gross domestic product. Yeah, that's another mm. thing. But all right, Dr. Rich, don't everybody. hit them too hard on the first episode. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm trying not to. These people, man. They, you know, I'm like. Hey, but the students, in a sense, are learning. They're actually, and this this is the, this is the, this is the reason why I like that generation. This this young, enterprising generation is finding a way. They're finding a niche inside what you give them, to make it. Yeah. So their whole thing is, well, shoot, the school is using us, although they don't say it. And this is the thing. I I, I look at it from a standpoint of. Effort plus performance, you know, equals an outcome. And you don't really you before somebody puts in a level of effort or performance, they first has to put a valence or a value on the outcome, right? Mm-hmm. That's expectancy theory. If I if I put in effort and performance, then you know I I, I should get the thing that I. But but you're not going to put that in until you put a value on the outcome. So the the problem is the school is putting a higher value on that degree than the student athlete, you know, does. So right. what they, they don't value it because, see, because they're not there to get it. They're not there to well, get see, the school, a degree. So well, it's see, not a school, fair exchange. Right. Well, the school is pretty much, I'm going to get you while you're here. Because once they go to the pros, then they have no long, they no longer have a thumb on that student athletes, every whim, every, every move, everything. Correct. Hey, I need you to go to talk because you know, I know they talk, I know they do this. They say, okay, when you Zion, when you get off the court, you need to talk to ESPN, TNT. Yes. You need to talk to the local Duke radio show, and you need to go over there with Coach Shashevsky and talk to uh, the, the March yes. Madness folks. Yes, you, 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 correct. You got to do all of that, and oh, by the way, and then the next thing you know, it's he's got fresh new shoes, he's got this, he's got that. His mom doesn't have anything to worry about, and that's the whole thing. Avenatti was talking about. Avenatti was talking. Avenatti was talking about saying that his mother was paid as a quote unquote consultant by Nike. And, you know, the bottom line his, is yeah, allegedly. It gets to the point. Yeah, it, his, those allegations actually said that she's been on payroll since 2016, Dr. Rich. So while right. he was, so that means he was a sophomore junior when she was allegedly on payroll receiving consultant checks through the Nike portal system <laughs> document. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all allegedly, I, you know, I, but he's turned over all that information to the uh, Fed, so it'd be very interesting to follow that that story. But you bring up an excellent point. the The draw, right, was we'll we'll give you a four year education where you can walk away with a degree. That's your value. In exchange, you give us basketball, or you give us your sport. Great exchange, except for. If the athlete's not coming in feeling like the prize is the degree, their prize is just time. I'm just waiting to meet this requirement to check this box that I have, in the case of basketball, that I have been out of high school for a year. Then everybody's on a different page. Everybody's on a different page. And so does it matter? And and I'm not going to even use Zion Williamson as an example, If you're turning pro, you know you're going to turn pro, whether it's the NBA or overseas. You know you're going pro after a year. You're going to figure it out some way, somehow. If you break the rules because mama and daddy need rent covered or their mortgage covered or other expenses covered, even if someone's ill and it's cancer treatments, 
why wouldn't you break the rules? Because you're about to be out of there anyway. If they deem you ineligible, it doesn't matter to you because there was no, you weren't trying to be eligible in years two, three, and four. That didn't matter to you, right? There's something broken about the system when an athlete is not really intending to get their degree from the school. Then it doesn't work anymore. I think it's the thing where you said the word about four times, you said the rule. And a lot of times people, we, you know, people, us, you know, newscasters or what have you, they talk about that thing. They say, well, you know, what is it? It's, well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you just, and, you know, Preston would probably say, well, why don't you just change the rule? And the, and right. the bad part about that is the NCAA would go, well, if we change the rule, then we have to change the rule for all athletes. Case in point. They changed the rule to change the revenue model. <laughs> right, right. Did you know... <laughs> Did you know that in 2016, Texas A&M sports programs bought mm-hmm. in $192.6 million in revenue? Probably billion. In 2016. Probably billion. Not million, but billion would it be? No, million. Million. They, I, I just looked it up. There's a lot of... There's a, they're at the top. Texas A&M and University of Texas made more than $180 million in sports oh, revenue in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I in 2016. That. Now, here's the other side of that. 44% of the schools make less than $20 million in athletic mm-hmm. revenue. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. problem is because of that large disparity, what happens is if you pay, if, if the NCAA says, okay, well, we'll pay the athletes. Then you need mm-hmm. to pay. Then what's going to happen is you need to pay all the athletes. Now, mm-hmm. I believe if you if they do that and say, okay, here's what it is, the, the thing should be this. If you, it should be something like uh, I don't want to say revenue. Well, yeah, I guess it is revenue based sharing, on the so. revenue that your sport brings in. It should just be a percent. Look, Correct. if you're a in percent. a smaller sport, if you're in a smaller sport that is not bringing mm-hmm. in, that's bringing in a small percentage of the revenue, that's the revenue split that you have. That's, that's the real world, right? That is the real right. world. You eat what you right. kill. So here's <laughs> you the, eat what you kill. <laughs> right. So so here's the deal. I think that would give them and see the, I I think the thing they always tell the, the student they always say well they always say to me you know as a professor they're like well because I had a couple of, in in community college I had a couple of student athletes they never came to class and and I would talk to the coach and he's like well please excuse them for, or I had soccer players and he would say, well, for the next two weeks of after spring break, they're going to be gone and we're going to be doing this and this is a championship and they need to be excused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I, all right. I guess I have to do that as a professor, but when does it get to the student? So if you're going to, if you're going to disregard their education for your sake, then I believe they should disregard that your rule for their sake, Uh-oh. because see, a lot of them don't understand that. You 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 don't mind now if he like Ben, uh, what's it, Ben Simmons? Mm-hmm. That boy did not go to class at all whatsoever oh, at LSU. That's no, that's allegedly <laughs> right. He, allegedly, he, he didn't. <laughs> right. He, well, no, it, it's it's written. He didn't go. He said documented. No, it's documented. Well, yeah. he and said he, from and the he start. Said, he's there for one year. He said that. From and you the know start. what he said? That's exactly mm-hmm. what he said. He said, "Look, I'm just here to do my year. That that's the only <laughs> reason I'm here." He said, "So what? I didn't come to class. All right, what you gonna do? Suspend me? Absolutely not." That's what I'm so saying. So if 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 it's a point where and see that's the flip side of it. So it's like okay, well, we're gonna cater to these athletes because they see. Here's the deal: if you have a a a, a goose that lays the golden eggs, and and it comes to Thanksgiving, are you gonna kill the goose? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, you will not. No, what you're gonna do is get the golden egg and buy some more geese to kill them off. That's exactly. pretty much the same kind of thing. Well, I'm gonna yell at those athletes over there, <laughs> but that's, this that's athlete exactly right. over here, no. This one's protected. Nike, well, right, Nike well, and Adidas see, the and all the other ones. The talent advanced, right? The model has changed on the athlete side for what they're able to do 
but the mo- the revenue model, the education model has not changed. And that's, I think, why we're going to continue to see these scandals crop up because it makes it easy to justify a parent or an athlete taking money if they have no intention of being eligible years two through four. They have no intention of staying in college. It's a much easier negotiation in your mind of what's it going to matter? You're not going to be there. So what? You're not going to if, – if you're a great athlete, and this is the sad, unfortunate part, if you took money and then you went on and you'd become a great athlete in your professional sport, people are going to somewhat remember that, but that's not going to be your legacy. As, as shameful as it may come across in the education world, that's not that athlete's legacy. It just won't be because that's what that's the way it is. Okay, hold that thought for a second. I just want to remind people that you are listening to the show Too Much Sense with myself, Jennifer Dr. J. Tebow, and Dr. Preston Rich. This is on the Jennifer Tebow radio channel. If you want to dial in, you can dial in at 917-889-8496. We'll take your call some way, somehow. Okay, I want to transition a little bit because we could talk about this for the whole hour, but I want to transition a little bit. Let's stay on college for a second. Let's talk about let's let's stay on rules for a second. Oh, Operation Varsity Blues. <laughs> Lord, oh look, look, Lord, 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 <laughs> have mercy. The poor the, the the poor rich people that just really wanted their children who couldn't make it on their own, you know, on their own grades, on their own SAT, ACT scores, wanted their kids to get into these schools. They just wanted it so badly that they paid for it. They threw money at the situation. Wait a minute. They but see that you know they couldn't get in because the black kids that did have the grades, you know, affirmative action let them in. That's what they were saying. Well, you know, that, the, right. the, everybody That's took they justified my spots. It. Yeah, that well, right. you know, the black kids are getting in. The minorities are getting in because of affirmative action. No, the minorities are getting in because they score higher than your child with a one point six GPA. That's what right. it is. And and right and. And instead of you recognizing the fact that you've given them everything and they don't understand how to be responsible, you yet again use your money to do what? Get them into school. Get them oh, into school. wow. Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, right. So I don't feel sorry for you <laughs> when you got caught because they didn't. They not only committed that offense, they turned around and said, I'm, I'm going to double down on this and I'm going to, you know, I want to write this money off. I'm going to put this money down toward this fake charity that I know is fake, and I'm going to write off half a million dollars. So you fast forward, and I I, I, I did a special well, episode about this on the sports plug. I did a special episode about this. But you fast forward, and they get caught, 50 people and indicted, 50, most of them prominent uh, attorneys, lawyers, uh, business people, and of course, the the two people that they've made the face of this are the two actresses, Felicity Huffman, uh, formerly Desperate Housewife, famously from that show, and then Lori Laughlin and her husband Massimo. You've seen the Massimo clothes uh, in Target, I believe it is, and everywhere. Uh, but Lori Laughlin, famously on Full House and eventually Fuller House, and she she had a bunch of, a bunch of deals everywhere. But they paid half a million dollars to get uh, both of their kids onto the crew team, even though they couldn't row, but except for on the little rowing machine. <laughs> but um, it's crazy. It's crazy. So they get caught. Of course, the feds do what the feds do, right? They say, okay, you know you messed up, right? I can right. just picture you know, it. I can just picture it. Like Bill you know Duke. you messed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know you messed up, right? <laughs> I see it. You know you messed up, right? Now you said you took the money and you did what with it? No, now you know you messed up. <laughs> so they gave people a deal. Everybody was offered a deal. Every last person that got arrested. The deal was a plea and a cooperating agreement. Meaning you take a lesser you do plead guilty. It's and it's gonna be a lesser offense that than they could have thrown at you which means you have lesser time and a lesser fine that's going to be imposed on you eventually when it comes down to sentencing. And your cooperating agreement says, if you need me to testify, I'm going to be your, mm -mm -mm. I'm going to be your person up on the stand. I'm going to tell everything I know. So, you know, in the streets, 
that's called a snitch. But it's called a free snitch because you're free. <laughs> you potentially can come home before your hair turns all the way gray. Okay. Correct. <laughs> and you might be able to salvage your career. You've already done right? So you got to make the best of it. About 50% of the people arrested took the deal. Okay. That's good for them, bad for the people who didn't. The ones who didn't have to recognize that now they have about 25 new witnesses against them. Should this go to trial for those that decided to plead not guilty? Right. And the two king and queen of pleading not guilty are Lori Laughlin and her husband, Massimo Giannulli. So, Mm. Dr. Rich. They got yes. them allegedly on phone conversations, individually admitting to the crime of what they were attempting to do. They have emails. They have evidence. They have bank statements. They have their tax records showing that you know the attempted write-off of $500,000. They have pictures of them sending pictures in showing their daughters on a rowing machine at the gym to show that their children should be considered athletes so that they could get in under that radar. Because, again, and this is where this stinks to high heaven because they were so lazy with this scam, okay, these parents, that they decided, you know what, it's going to be too much to try to convince somebody that my child, who probably has horrible grades, got a great SAT. So we're going to have to go under under the athlete guidelines, which slightly lowers the uh, grade requirements. By the way, it doesn't it does not lower it, and this is where people are get are are somewhat confused. It does not lower the academic standards at the university, and people believe that it lowers the academic standards at the university, but it actually does not. You still have to be you still have to be admitted with the same standards as every other student. But but you have to meet the minimum standards. So, for instance, and I'll give people an example in case you don't know how admissions works. Let's say school A, uh, 100,000 kids apply, but but according to the minimum standards for admission, let's pretend 200, I mean 20,000, but my math was all wrong. Let's say 20,000 kids actually meet the minimum standards, but they only want to accept 1,000. Out of the two, out of the twenty thousand, so they have to make they have to use their other selection criteria. It could be essay, could be their community service, could be other things that put certain kids over the top or not, right? So you still have to make the the, the requirements for the university. So it's not like you know people have this perception that athletes come in like being almost stupid, and I hate that. I absolutely hate that because the athlete, no matter where they went, they still have to meet the minimum admission requirements that are the same for all students. Um, but, well, what's funny uh, is people who don't, people who have never played and have never done anything in their lives remotely athletic but play foosball or... Right. Yeah. Air or beer pong, yeah, beer, beer or beer pong, pong. Right, right, right. They're right, the ones right, right. that decide, you know, with well, this person. You know, that person's making too much money playing sports, and he's a big dumb jock. Oh, okay, but but is they he don't... dumb? Right, like is he? Right. Is he really? Correct. Are you sure? <laughs> right, it's them. <laughs> right now, <laughs> correct. Now we know who's the dummy. You can learn a lot <laughs> right. from a dummy. You can learn a lot. I said, didn't look. Did I not say that? Uh, we will talk about that on another show. But you guys remember that statement. You remember this right. statement. You can learn a lot from a dummy. We're gonna you bring can that learn up a lot later. From a dummy. <laughs> but here they are. So Lori Laughlin today it just came down. Her and her husband officially entered a, a, a not guilty plea. But also, guess what? The feds doubled down. They gave them more charges. <laughs> I'm just like, Lord, have mercy. This is a, it's a game you don't want to play, right? Right. Because, you know, What's it's mail fraud. It's honest mail service fraud. Then they're getting them with wire fraud, honest wire services fraud. Each of those care, each of them, by the way, carries a 20-year sentence along with like a $250,000 minimum fine. And mind right. you, most judges would, Let's say they were found guilty on everything. Most judges would allow them to do their sentence concurrent. So maybe they're only looking at 20 years. 
instead of like 240 years, let's just say, for example. But 20 years when you are in your 50s, early 50s, that's significant. You know, that's that's nothing to, to cry about. Now, here's, here they were, wanted to brag about their children going to USC, which, by the way, for the record, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway because this is too much sense. If I'm going to break the rules, gosh darn it, it's not going to be for USC. <laughs> let's let's be really clear about this. <laughs> right, right, exactly. One of the schools was, was the University of Texas. If I'm going to break the rules of, to that magnitude where I'm going to risk my freedom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send half a million dollars out of my bank account to somebody else for a scam, it's not going to be to the University of Texas. And I have a lot of respect hey, hey, for the University. Hey, no, no, no. Hey. I have a lot of respect for UT. I wouldn't do it for Texas A&M either. Let me tell okay, you something. Well, you I school. would not do it for a school. And I'm not going to say a simple school because I love my alma mater. I love it to death. But I'm just thinking you could actually just study and work hard and do what I did to get in, you know, actually like just make the grades, make the test scores and get in. So it, to me, it would have to be a school that was ultra expensive, Right. Right. So very hard to get into just because of tuition and maybe because it's in that example I talked about. Yeah, a lot of people qualify, but they only take a very small number. So, you know, like if I'm ever going to do it, it's going to and I would never do that ever because there is no way on God's green earth would I even allow myself to just pass my child through life because at some point it has to end. But I said, these people are doing this for these simple schools where the kids could actually have just worked hard and got in. I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. that's the sad part. Their kids could have just worked hard and got in. Now, in the case of of the Lori Laughlin and their family, uh, the the youngest child, because they actually had two children that that went through this scam, the youngest child said she didn't even want to go to class. So she had her own brand, right? <laughs> and she had uh-huh. podcast and all this stuff, and she had sponsors and all these things. She said she really didn't even want to go to class. She said she would maybe go to class. She was really more interested in the parties. Is that well, not like, doesn't that just take the wind out of you? Like her parents risked all of that, and she actually had the nerve to say, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> right. And and see, that's the, ooh, yeah, that, yeah. That, and then you have some child who's sitting in an inner city who just wants to get into USC and they have a 4.3 on a weighted system and they can't get in because they've allowed in all the freshmen that they're going to allow in. And also, Oh, by the way, they've taken up two sports scholarships too. So yeah, correct. Yeah. You couldn't get in on the rowing team if you wanted to. Right. Right. And so, so I knew, and, and some of the lawsuits have actually already started against these schools of kids who applied for those spots during those times and were denied. And it's just ugly. Now, all the schools, from what I understand, they have expelled all the students connected to the parents who were arrested. Um, Mm. As I understand, they are rescinding the degrees. A few of them actually have gotten degrees because this scandal has been going on since the 2011-2013 time frame. So a few people have actually gotten degrees, so they've rescinded their degrees. Um, Mm. You know, it's the bigger crime, as you talk about, is the kids that got denied. That's the bigger crime, who just busted their tail to just work hard doing what we ask them to do to learn and be smart and we're denied not because well just you weren't good enough we're denied because somebody else made it look like they were better and that's you know that's that's where I think people like people parents who do that should be under the jail people connected to a scam like that should go under the jail that's that's me (laughs) because uh Dr. Rich while we were going through our doctoral program and we finished up, as we would finish up each quarter, you and I would meet for Correct. libations to Pick celebrate the ending. Yes, to celebrate the end of a quarter. Were Correct. we not like exhausted, right, from yeah, trying to you, balance from trying to balance work, school, and children. parenting? Like it's it's yeah. it's hard. It's not easy. Okay, it's not. And oh, by there the way, no you have to route. go to a city. 
that you got to go to another city for your colloquia. Shout out to Capella University. Yeah, shout out to Capella Hello, University. Hello, Capella. Right. Yes. Hello. Yes. But you, but you <laughs> have to go and spend your money and time and all these things for your hopes to try to bring all your hopes and dreams together. It's not easy. I remember having the flu when I, in my master's program, wanting so badly to have a 4.0 and to maintain it. I mean, I'm sleeping on the floor. I'm well, fly, everything. It was ugly. It was ugly. When you remember the conversations we had at three in the morning about yes. theory? Talking about theory, yes. Right. Yeah, there's only yes. a couple of people you can call to do it. You know, I think I want to talk about the social exchange theory. Okay, exactly. let me call. Yep. That's right. right. But that's right. what people do who are interested in being educated. Like I said, there's something about being being rich, great, but I want to be rich and educated. Famous can come along or not for the ride. I could care less. Rich and educated is what's going to keep me moving in the right direction. Well, what do you think first. was the main? What do you think? Yeah, I know we're educated. I know we 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 gave up a lot or what have you. But there's something that kept us going, even if we got the the grade that we didn't want to get, or we had something fall through, or you know, as soon as we got well, our child got sick, and we had to stop and. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 ten o'clock and we have two papers to write and a discussion <laughs> post, but I have to get it in by midnight. You know, it was something that said don't give up. That's it. And I think it was, you know, either undying dedication to our craft or it was just a work ethic that we were just downright stubborn. Much stubborn. like for me, it's Much. stubborn. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm very stubborn. You know that. I am very stubborn. So it's like I just did not give myself an opportunity to fail. Like failure was not an option because I did some really Herculean things sometimes in the in the programs to get assignments in on time. You know, I wrote a 20 page paper in two hours with you know <laughs> references, fully right. cited, Full turned in. Yep full paper that I had and then in theory I had time to write but I didn't because I, at the time I was juggling different contracts and it was Christmas time so I was trying to make sure I did everything I could do to make sure my child had a great Christmas but I still you know I had to manage all the other things entrepreneurship and you know you you do what you have to do but again that's the work ethic that was instilled and that's the problem I have is that these parents like, at what point are you going to give your child a work ethic? Because they had it, right? I'm like, you made it to this point because of your work ethic. Why wouldn't you give them that gift? Give them that gift. Don't give them the gift of $500,000 and a scam. Don't give them that gift. That does nothing for them. Give them the gift that, they, that you know when, when you die, when you're gone, they will be good, okay? And you know this, and many of my listeners heard me say this. Look, my dad died when I was 19, but he gave me a gift, a gift that I still use to this day. The idea that I'm on this show, that I do a radio show from a dad who had a radio and TV broadcasting degree is because he gave me a gift. You give Uh people the gift of being successful in life. You don't give them a gift to show them how to cheat. (laughs) That's not a gift. Well, speaking of gifts that fathers pass down and work ethic. We cannot get out of here without talking about Tiger Woo. Tiger Woo. Tiger Woo. Tiger Woo. Tiger Woo. Masters champion. You know he hadn't won a major. He hadn't won the Masters since in in eleven years. His children weren't born the last time he won a Masters. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Yeah, and and where did he get it from? His work ethic from his father. Uh, his father, he told a story about his father having a heart condition, but he still got on the plane before his one of his tournaments, and he was up on Wednesday night helping him with his putty, which, yep. you know, you start the golf tournament on Thursday. And that's just the dedication of the parents, but it also looks at the work ethic of an individual. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm not a golfer, but and Tiger Woods went through, you know, getting caught with the side chicks, <laughs> uh, getting the golf clubs among them. That's plural. Make sure people know. Yes, side, side chicks. 
he had he had you <laughs> know what in every you know area. women it was an S unfortunately yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was, he 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 had he had the ludicrous said he had you know what in every area code so right you know right, yeah right. he he had a little something everywhere but he got through that and then he went through the back pain and the medication and the showing up back high surgery. drunk yeah. back surgery multiple yeah. back surgeries yeah and, he had multiple you know had surgeries. his back fused and he came back and he was like well you know and we thought the old tiger was there and then he wasn't there yeah he <laughs> was well was he like, was okay, you know in the past like, 10 years he's had he like there. two or three back surgeries he's had a neck a, a neck injury i think he may have even had a knee part like he it's almost like his body was breaking down because that's actually what i felt i was like oh his body is breaking down and it happens to everybody right like your instrument breaks down eventually your instrument has a lifespan your if 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 you're a singer your your voice has a lifespan some people can have an amazing voice in their 70s, 80s, some, their voice 50, 60, that's it. So your right. instrument has a lifespan. I felt, I honestly, and I, you know, I owe Tiger Woods my my deepest apology because I actually, I, I had settled on that we had seen the best of Tiger Woods. Me too. I did. Because I just, I just, I just felt like he, he had so many insurmountable, what seemed to be insurmountable personal issues as well as just body issues. But I just felt like at some point he was going to get tired. And, you know, we all do, right? We all just get tired and say, maybe this is a sign. This is just time to move on to a different phase of life. He had made a lot of money. So it wasn't financial for him to continue to play golf. But if he could return to a high level, shoot, how do you walk away from that? (laughs) How do you walk away from that? What what I would like to know, what I want to know is how many of the sponsors – who dropped Tiger Woods? Mm-hmm. We're talking, calling his people on this morning. Oh, I'm sure. Well, he had gotten a lot of sponsors back because he's been trying to make his comeback. I don't think he ever lost Nike in the whole situation. I just no, think they kind no. of, I think you know, they just kind of simmered on the things that they would, you know, commercials and you know, but they, but he because I believe. Don't quote me on this. Sorry if I get this wrong. I believe he had a lifetime contract with Nike. Um, But, you know, he had American Express. He had a lot of big advertisers that I remember American Express did drop him um, at the time of the scandal with with his wife, now ex-wife. But, you know, it's the greatest because you call me back after you left me. (laughs) You can put a few zeros behind what you thought you were going to offer me. Before, uh-huh. you know, because everybody's talking about Tiger Woods, even this show, okay, right? Like I set this show up, you know, our episode, Too Much Sense. By the way, you are listening to Too Much Sense. If you want to dial in, 917 889 Too Much Sense with the Jennifer Tebow radio channel. But even this show, even this show, Tiger Woods, like uh, 3,000 shows on, you know, our podcast on blog talk radio platform are talking about Tiger Woods today. Of course. Like if you don't, you're crazy. <laughs> if right. you don't well, when Serena Williams it, says she's in tears watching watching Tiger Woods, when you literally have some of the greatest in other sports basically mm-hmm. bowing down saying this is I meant like you I'm in awe of you, you know right. this is something historic and special. Well you know, I was in the airport Sunday in the Orange County airport and I, I heard this roar and I didn't know what was going on. People were just congregating in the aisle or what have you. And they were all huddled around the TV at one of the bars. And they were just and then when he bogeyed on 18, people had to have the whole, everybody went, oh. But he was still up by two strokes. And then when he finally made it, the entire, from everywhere I could hear, at least four gates either way, everybody was in, was, was roaring for Tiger Woods. Um, it, it's funny that we talk about Nike and this could be something that we probably start off with for, you know, the next show talking about the resiliency of a, of a company like Nike, uh, Nike. Um, well, according to Forbes in 2009, uh, Tiger Woods bought in 105, $105 million in endorsements and appearance fees. Mm-hmm. And but in 2017 he only he only <laughs> bought in 37 million. <laughs> oh, and, and <laughs> that's all. Yeah. So and here's the deal. 
AT&T, Accenture, are they still in the company? Uh, yeah. Gillette, <laughs> Gatorade ended their relationships with him following his scandals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bridgestone Golf and Monster Energy and TaylorMade are newer sponsors. But old Nike. Mm-hmm. Nike's been a sponsor since 1996 and stuck by mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And that came, you know, that that came to be something that, that worked for him. Now, I want to know who who was out there. Uh, it, it, it said, here's a, this story is written by, it's a, it's a, it's written by Merritt Kennedy, this young mm-hmm. lady who writes for NPR, okay. uh, NPR. NPR.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to NPR sports and uh, Merrick, uh, Merritt Kennedy uh, wrote this yesterday or today. And she, she quotes that, uh, well, she states that, uh, according to sponsorship analytics from Ape- from Apex, Apex Marketing, the brand exposure that Nike got from Woods during the final round of his tournament was worth more than twenty two and a half million dollars. Boom! From the final round, they calculated yes. the branding on his bag from Monster Energy and on his golf balls from Bridgestone Golf. Well, that was worth a million dollars just wow. to have his branding on the bag. Okay, okay, hold on. The amount of exposure Woods produced for Nike in the final round is nearly double the $12 million that Apex estimated Nike gained last year from the Masters winner, Patrick Reed. So let me get this straight. <laughs> final round. <laughs> the, <laughs> the final round. That the, listen, the final round, there's four of them, final round that Tiger played doubled the twelve million dollars that well it 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 nearly doubled the twelve million dollars that Nike gained from last year's Masters winner Patrick who is that Patrick Reed Patrick mm-hmm. Reed bought Nike in twelve million dollars for his whole tournament mm. Tiger Wu bought in twenty two million for his last round that's right because well number one people are attached to Tiger Woods right yeah. They Last the year's same. winner is a is is specific to golf, but we don't know his story. When I say we, yeah, I mean the general public. Like the yeah, idea we. that we say Tiger Wu, in case people just don't know Tiger Wu, that was from right. the updated version of the movie Shaft. Shaft. And it's about to have another one come out, you know. Oh, Samuel really? L. hadn't called me. Yeah, they uh, have another. Actually, well, it's call Shaft. both of us because I, yeah. I think I can look good with an afro. <laughs> right. It's, well, well you know, they updated brown. it. They have, they, <laughs> they have, uh, they have uh, actually three generations. They got Richard Roundtree, they got Samuel L. Jackson, now they have a new young fellow. Oh, who, that's he's awesome. the son of Shaft. And oh my God! So it's going to be pretty okay. funny. So we're going to have to talk. We're, we're going to have to talk about that. But yeah, so Tiger Wu, right? That that's a line from a movie. But that's how mm-hmm. much we're connected. Like his name is ingrained into movies, blockbuster movies. Like he right. is just a part of the fabric of what we know of golf. He becomes right. golf, just like Venus right. and Serena Williams have become women's tennis. You know, Correct. you become the sport. Michael Jordan has, you know, became basketball, but there are other great basketball greats right. that are at that level too. Not quite Michael Jordan, but up there, right? So, right. I mean, Preston, Dr. Rich, did you see Michael Phelps behind, <laughs> uh, standing there watching Tiger Woods? Michael I, Phelps I did was not. there. Michael wow. Phelps was there. Okay. Wow. So, like I said, you talk about the greatest. To ever be in a sport, they are fans of Tiger Woods. That's how Correct. much. I mean, that's what made it a tough pill for me to swallow the con to watch the condemnation of Tiger Woods while he was going through his personal drama. Now, keep in mind, I don't advocate for it. I'm not trying to minimize it. What Elon and the family went through was difficult. Okay, it was difficult. But it was his personal situation, right? <laughs> it was his personal situation. Um, I don't right. see the don't morality of his marriage. Right? I don't know NATO. I don't see the morality of his marriage necessarily factoring in to his ability to sell tires, for example. Uh, right. But 
other advertisers saw it differently. But when I watched the just pure disgust that people claim they had toward him, and I'm thinking to myself, this this is the greatest golfer that that's ever lived. Y'all are killing me right now. Now I'm not excusing it. I'm not excusing it. No. I'm not. But at some point, if you, you got to appreciate the person for their craft and not try to say, well, they had to be amazing in their craft and, and and an amazing human being. I didn't see that rule. Maybe it's up there on the wall next to you got to call glass. I don't know. But I didn't see that rule written that you have to be a great human well, being to be well, considered great in your sport. Well, speaking of human, right. Speaking of human beings, you don't have to be great. Well, anyway, uh, the I know you think of R. Kelly, going, but uh, oh, the president. No, oh, I was thinking uh, R. The Kelly. president. <laughs> the president is going to uh, present uh, Tiger Woods with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yes, and, I found uh, that to be quite interesting I, to me. Now, I, how did I, I you did feel too. about that? How did you feel about that? That that well, did not. I, I I wasn't met with excitement, which I was surprised. Well, that it just well, didn't, first you know. of all, any, any 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 person getting that award is pretty much like the Medal of Honor for a military member. So, you know, I, I kind of have an affinity for those kind of medals. But please speak you know, on I, that medal, I, then. Please speak on it. What well, does that? What the does the Medal of Honor really mean? What does it really mean? Uh, what does it represent? What? what should it? What should it represent? The, the Medal of medal Okay, of Honor. so the Medal of Honor is the highest military honor that you can have. Uh, uh, and um, many of them who received the Medal of Honor received it posthumously. Uh, mm-hmm. It is the highest military honor to date. Uh, the Medal mm-hmm. of Honor, you had to do something Herculean to give of yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, not many people have the Presidential Medal of Honor. And now, the president, so, so on, yeah. correct. Now, on the civilian side, you have the Presidential Medal of Freedom, uh, which okay. is. Uh, mm-hmm is is the civilian side to the medal of honor so um it's it's a major thing and and you know you know old dt said that uh he gave it to him before his success and his comeback and you know to me that's a feel-good moment because of the fact that you know yeah you know what he did he did actually come back from something he he did he beat the odds, all the sports cast. I heard Stephen A. Smith today say, you know, I was one of the people who said we've seen the best, the best of Tiger. And mm-hmm. he said he did not see it coming. No, So I tell you one guy who saw it coming. Oh. That guy in Vegas who put $85,000 that Tiger would win on, on uh, odds of one to four, one in 14 odds who won $1.19 million. Uh, boy, yeah. that man was, he was yeah. So he was the one he was, cheering the loudest. <laughs> yeah, he was. Why is he right. so he, excited? Because he saw well, this coming. That's why. <laughs> Eighty-five thousand. One man. One point one nine million dollars. Eighty-five thousand to one point. Yeah, that's a. I like. I like those. I, I, I like, like those that. Odds. That's still a big gamble because he probably gambled on Tiger prior to this and lost. You know, and lost since it's his first major in in so long. But it's still no. it's it's amazing. But like I said, I felt some kind of way because with with President Trump um, and his connection to golf in particular, I said, you know, to myself, there are probably a lot of athletes that persevered past cancer and other things to come back and be great. And, you know, I'm just like, is Tiger the only one or is it just because Tiger plays a sport that that Donald Trump knows? So, you know, it's. I don't know. I was I was happy, but it just it's something about it felt wrong. I almost can't put it into words and can't explain it. But it is what it is. Oh, I hate to do this because we are winding down on time. So here's the deal. Dr. Rich, this is like an amazing thing, right? So like we're gonna just continue to have this is our normal conversations. People should know this, that we go from topic to topic. And had we not been on the show, we and we probably would have been talking about the Shaft movie a little bit longer <laughs> had we not tried to stay on the constraints of our topics. Because that's what we do. That's that's who we are. We are friends. We are friends we first, and now sense. we are. Yeah, we have too much sense, and now we are co-hosts on this show. So important thing for people to know: you can always catch us on on Apple Podcasts. You can just go log in. The show will always be called Too Much Sense with myself, Jennifer Doctor J Tebow, and Doctor Preston Rich. You can always call in our call-in number when we're live, which will always be 917-889-8496. 
can find all episodes as well if you're if you're just online at tibo.org, O-R-G, Tibo, T-H-I-B-E-A-U-X. Better learn how to spell that thing. But this is a part of the Jennifer Tebow radio channel, and this has been Too Much Sense. We appreciate you. We love you, and that's our show. Hey, See you hey, later. Hey, wait, wait, wait. One thing. Give them our social media handles. Yes. Okay. I am at Jen Tebow. Dr. Rich, what are you? At Doc Rich Speaks. All right. That's it. All right. I'm hitting the outro. You guys take care. You've been listening to the Jennifer Tebow radio channel brought to you by the Tebow Company. Stay connected to us through Tebow.org and Apple Podcasts. This is the Sports Gumbo you don't want to miss.